On today's show, we're taking a look back at Aaron Judge's 2022, because it was fantastic. We're going to talk about what went right, what went wrong. There actually were some things that went wrong, and we're just going to discuss the man, the myth, the legend, Aaron James Judge, all next on a brand new Locked on Yankees. You are Locked on Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Wednesday, Yankee fans. Welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Stacey Gotsoulias. I'd like to thank you for making Locked On Yankees your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms, including Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. Also, hit the thumbs up button to like our videos and the bell so you're notified as soon as our videos go live. And I put up a poll on YouTube, and you'll find it in our community tab. So if you go to the main page, you'll see a community tab. And I put up a poll to ask you when you would like for me to post the episodes, because I'm trying to figure out a good schedule for all of us for the winter. Because, I don't know, I kind of prefer doing it later in the day, but I want to know what you guys think. So answer the poll on YouTube. And I also put one up on the Locked On Yankees account on Twitter. So if you could go there, if you don't want to go to YouTube, do that favor for me. Thank you. So Aaron Judge had an incredible 2022. And I know a lot of people were joking about the fact that once the contract contract stuff happened and he rejected the Yankees offer and people were saying to themselves, it's his walk year. He's going to be heading into free agency. He's probably going to have a good year. Because that happens with a lot of guys when it's their walk year. They just have these incredible years because they're putting on a show for everyone. No one expected what happened in 2022 with Aaron Judge. Because as I've mentioned about 80 billion times on this show, it wasn't just the home runs. It was everything. It was the 311 batting average. It was all the runs batted in. It was the defense. Playing center field because they didn't really have a true center fielder until they traded for Harrison Bader. And even then, they still didn't have a true center fielder until Bader's foot got better. So playing center field, playing right field, doing whatever the Yankees needed him to do. And, you know, hitting the 62 home runs. So what I did was I looked at his game logs and I I looked at his WPA, if you don't know what that is, win probability added for the for an offensive player. So given average teams, this is the change in probability caused by this batter during the game. So a change of plus one or minus one would indicate one win added or lost. Now there are no ones. Everything starts with a zero point whatever the number is, but his highest one was 0.793. That occurred on May 10th against Toronto. He had a home run and three runs batted in that game because if I'm recalling correctly, 
Yes, that's the walk-off. So in this game, Judge comes up in the bottom of the ninth. The Yankees are down 5-3, and Jordan Romano is in the game. Isaiah Kiner-Falefa started everything off with a strikeout swinging. Jose Trevino walked. DJ LeMayhew walked. And then a six-pitch at bat. Aaron Judge hits a home run to deep left. Now, the funny thing about this was Michael Kay mentioned that Aaron Judge had not hit a walk-off home run yet. He hit that walk-off against Tampa the last day of the season in 2021, that infield single that scored the one run of the game that got them into the wild-card game. And Kay made it a point to mention that Judge did not have a walk-off home run. And I don't think it was the next pitch, but it happened very quickly. And yeah, that was his best game by win probability, if that makes sense. And some of these numbers are really interesting because I didn't realize that they broke this down like this because I never really looked at an individual guy's game log other than to look at specific game lines just to see how they do. But looking at it this way, it's interesting to see which games he affected. That was the biggest one, 0.793. And the other thing that I found interesting, it gives you the rest of his stats, you know, the record of the team in his appearances. They were 96 and 61. His longest hitting streak was 11 games. His longest on base streak was 33 games. Most games without a home run, nine games. We all know about that because everyone made a big deal about it. And most games without a run batted in seven. Now, what I found interesting was they have his RBI opportunities. So in 606 plate appearances, he had 131 runs batted in. The most driven in, he drove in DJ LeMayhew 20, Isaiah Kiner-Falefa 10, Hicks 8, Trevino 8, those are the top five. And then the most that he was driven in by, also himself, yeah, himself, 62, <laughs> Stanton 17, Gleyber Torres 15, Anthony Rizzo 13, Josh Donaldson 11. So the next game with the next highest WPA happened on July 28th against the Royals. That was a 0 0.420 WPA. Another home run in that game, and I believe, was that also the, well, yeah, okay, that's right. He went from not having any walk-off home runs to having a couple. Andrew Benintendi led off the bottom of the ninth with a pop fly to left field, and then on the first pitch that he saw from Scott Barlow, Aaron Judge hit the ball out. The Yankees won one nothing. That's right. That was I remember that game. It was annoying because it was against the Royals. And I remember sitting there thinking, it's the Royals. Can you do something against them, please? Because it's the Royals. Because that was when the Yankees were in their bit of a funk there that lasted through August. It started in July. July they finished 500, but August was the bad time. In that 7-6 game against Houston, where they came back and won, thanks to Hicks hitting that three-run home run to tie it, and then Judge hitting the walk-off single. Single or double? Uh, his WPA was 0.412. That happened June 23rd. Single. That's right. It was off Stanek. 
I remember that because Hicks hit his off Presley, Judge hit his off Stanek. So Aaron Judge had an incredible regular season, obviously. Wasn't just the home runs. It was other things that he did to contribute to the Yankees winning 99 games. The next two in those top five WPA games, a win against Boston on the 13th in Boston, and a loss against Baltimore on May 23rd. He had two home runs in that loss against Baltimore. And he had two home runs in the win against Boston. I believe that was, I believe I spoke about this on the show, right? Was this the game where everyone kept hitting home runs? This was the game where Garrett Cole gave, gave up home runs, two of them, to Tristan Casas, one to Reese McGuire, one to Xander Bogarts. And both of Judge's home runs gave the Yankees, or tied the game. Yeah. I remember that. And then the Baltimore game. I'm trying to remember what happened in that game. It's a 6-4 game on May 23rd. It's not coming to me right away. What happened in the game? Because you know when you watch enough baseball and you kind of remember certain games that happen. I'm trying to remember what... Oh, this was another Cole game. That's right. He gave up a home run in the top of the 6th. Baltimore went ahead 5-4. Then Wandy Peralta gave up a sack fly in the top of the ninth. And Baltimore went up 6-4. And then the Yankees did nothing <laughs> in the bottom of the ninth. <laughs> That's right. I was trying to remember. I'm like, May 23rd. What happened on May 23rd? So I read these numbers off yesterday. I'm going to read them off again. Aaron Judge's final regular season numbers. He batted 311, 425, 686. That worked out to a 1.111 OPS and a 211 OPS plus. I explained what that was yesterday. It means he was a lot better than everyone else. He finished with the 62 home runs, 131 runs batted in. He also had 16 stolen bases. He had 175 strikeouts, which is a lot better than 2017 when he finished with 208. But he's actually getting better with the strikeouts. He only had 158 in 2021. He also only played in 148 games. He played in 157 in 2022. So nearly a full year of Aaron Judge. So in a moment, we're going to talk about what went wrong for Aaron Judge. And there was something that went wrong. But first, did you know that over the holidays, property crimes like burglaries and package thefts spike nationally? That's why our friends at Simply Safe Home Security are offering 50% off their award-winning security system so that more families can feel safe and secure this holiday season. Order your Simply Safe system for half off today and enjoy advanced security and greater peace of mind this holiday season. Simply Safe was named the best home security system of 2022 by US News and World Report and it's the third year in a row. Simply Safe is whole home security with advanced sensors for every room, window and door, HD security cameras for inside and out, smarter ways to detect motion that alert you when a threat is near. They have 24/7 professional monitoring service and it costs less than $1 a day. It's less than half the price of ADT's traditional professionally installed system. 
And with the top-rated SimpliSafe app, stay in control of your system anytime, anywhere. Arm or disarm, unlock for a guest, access your cameras, and adjust system settings. So don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system that I recommend. Get 50% off any SimpliSafe system at simplysafe.com slash LockedOnMLB today. This is their biggest discount of the year, so don't wait. That's simplysafe.com slash LockedOnMLB because there's no safe like SimpliSafe. Thank you for making Locked On Yankees your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. So what went wrong for Aaron Judge? The playoffs went wrong for Aaron Judge. They did. There's no way around it. Now, was he as bad as other people in the playoffs? Yes, he was. (laughs) Let's look at some of these numbers because they are not pretty. They are not pretty. Now, he did hit two home runs against Cleveland in those five games. But his batting line, 200, 238, 500 slugging. And his OPS was 738. In 20 at-bats... He had four hits, scored four times, had those two home runs with three runs batted in. He stole a base. He walked once, and he struck out 11 times. Now, that's nothing against Cleveland's pitching staff is pretty good. So, and the rest of the Yankees were having issues at the plate, as we all know. But the numbers get a lot worse against Houston. In four games, 16 at-bats, one hit, scored once, walked once, only struck out four times, but his batting line, 063, 118, 063, and his OPS was 180. That's bad. That is really, really, really bad. And again, I know the rest of the Yankees didn't do well in the playoffs batting and were flailing away. But in four games, he only had four strikeouts. So he was just having really bad luck. But in his six years with the Yankees, in the playoffs... He's batting 211, 310, 462 for a 772 OPS. So not great. Not great. And he seems to have a real issue in his three ALCSs. He's batting 200, 288, 415. But by far, the series against Houston was his worst in his career. Now, it's possible he was burnt out from chasing 62 I know that he seemed burnt out toward the end of the year when he was trying to get to 62 because the gap between 61 and 62 and 60 and 61 were even a bit of a gap there but that series against Houston was bad but other than that he stayed healthy as I mentioned in segment one he played 157 games He played right field and center field. He was diving for the ball. He was running for the ball, and he didn't get injured. He had days off here and there, 
but nothing major happened to him. This was his dream season. This is what he's always wanted, and it happened in his walk year. And this was basically his message to the Yankees to back up the Brinks truck. Yeah. Like, you can't even really, there's, other than the playoffs, but again, I really think it was just him being burned out. The man was tired, and I don't blame him for being tired. Now, defensively, he played in the outfield 129 games. He played center field 78 times, right field 73 times. He did have a DP when he was playing center field. Pretty cool. <laughs> His fielding percentage was 1,000%. He didn't screw up, which is good. Good for you for not screwing up. Um, unlike some of his other outfield mates, Aaron Hicks, who screwed up a couple times in one game and very badly. Aaron Judge did not have that issue. And he made some good plays. And I know that there are some plays that you expect him to make because he's so tall, but it's not that easy to track a fly ball and get the timing right to catch it because you see a lot of guys screwing that up. And yes, it helps that he's 6'7", uh, 282, and that if he crashes into a wall, he's relatively okay. But he's an impressive defensive player. He's faster than you think, and yes, being that tall helps, but he does make some incredible plays in the outfield. It's not a chore watching him play the outfield. You're not sitting there covering your eyes when he's in the outfield and afraid he's going to do something. I mean, maybe you're afraid he might hurt himself, which is, you know, with the way things have happened the last few seasons, it's not an unreasonable reaction to seeing Aaron Judge, especially when he dives for the ball because of what happened a couple of seasons ago or a few seasons ago when he cracked the rib against the Angels and then tried to play with it. So, yeah, I can understand that. But Aaron Judge is the full package. He's the full package. He can hit. He can field. He can get on base. He hits for power. He now hits for average. <laughs> he's one of those weird guys who actually hits above 300, and he lo he's lowered his strikeouts. I know sometimes it feels like he strikes out a lot, and there are a lot of times where the ump screws him on the low strikes, but he's been amazing. He's been absolutely amazing, and it's been a pleasure to watch. Aaron Judge. So in a moment, we're going to discuss Judge's future. Maybe try and guess what that future is. Don't know. We won't know because nothing's happening right now. But we'll talk about it in a moment. But first, so I'm worried. I'm worried about Aaron Judge not being a Yankee next season. I know I mentioned odds that were given yesterday, and it looks like the Giants are the ones that people are thinking he's going to really listen to, mainly because he's from Northern California and grew up watching the Giants, and it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility that this man might decide, hey, I'm married now, I may want to go back home to California and have my home base there instead of in New York. But I feel like Aaron Judge also really likes New York. His wife did the marathon on Sunday and Giancarlo Stanton was there to cheer her on along with Judge. I think that's really cool. And he seems to 
enjoy living here. He's not one of those guys who you can tell wants to get the hell out of New York. I don't think he does. I think he likes being here. I think he likes having the fans root for him here. I know that it was uncomfortable for him during the playoffs when people were booing him. I don't agree with the booing, but I understand the booing at the same time because I read you the stats from the series against Houston. He was not doing anything. And yes, it's unfair because of the regular season that he had. And you think to yourself, why would these people be booing him after what he did in the regular season? But the playoffs are a different animal, vegetable, mineral. It's just different. And like I said, I don't agree with the booing, but I understand the booing and the frustration because the Yankees weren't doing anything against the Astros and they weren't just booing Judge, but it was the fact that they were booing Judge along with the other players that they normally boo. That's what got people a little up in arms about that. So, But I think he enjoys playing in New York. And I think if the Yankees don't screw things up, that's what I'm more worried about. I'm more worried that the Yankees, specifically Brian Cashman, will screw this up and either make him an offer that insults him or pulls their, well, we tried, but the other team offered him more and he took it, which I really, I'm just warning you now, if that happens, oh, the shows are going to be just me being angry at the front office if that happens. Now, there's no guarantee that it will happen. Of course, there's no guarantee that it won't happen. I don't know. I'm feeling really uncomfortable about this. Let me know in the comments on YouTube and let me know on Twitter if you're there at Locked on Yankees. Let me know what you think. Do you think the front office is going to screw this up? Do you think that they're going to let Aaron Judge go? Not because they want him to go, but because they screw up and don't do what he wants them to do. Oof, I am not feeling confident about this. I'm really not. I don't like this feeling at all. It's not fun. Do you see the Mets swooping in? Steve Cohen with all his billions of dollars swooping in keeping Judge in New York, just a few miles away from where he was playing, different train route to get to City Field compared to the Bronx. That would be something. That would be interesting. Oh, and speaking of Judge, I came upon this tweet yesterday, and I thought to myself, wow, interesting. It was put out by, it was a co-tweet. You can do that now. You can do a co-tweet with someone if you want to. So it was the Major League Baseball Players Association and Major League Players Inc. I don't know what MLB Players Inc. is. It's something else other than the Players Association. Okay, but they joined up on a tweet, and it said, At first, Francisco Lindor wasn't impressed with Aaron Judge's season. Come mid-September, everything changed. Mid-September? It took Francisco Lindor 
until mid-September for him to be impressed by what Aaron Judge was doing? Am I living in a twilight zone? Why would you say that out loud? And they put this tweet up like, oh, this is what happened with Francisco Lindor. And it's funny because, you know, Met fans are treating it as, you know, a diss and being like, oh, yeah, our guy is cooler than your guy. And then Yankee fans are like, are you blind? And I'm in that camp. Are you blind? Mid-September? He had 50 home runs by August, right? What are you... Mid-September? I don't know. I find that so funny. That cracked me up. Meanwhile, everyone else in baseball was like, whoa, are you seeing what Judge is doing? I find that amusing. I don't know. Maybe no one else finds that amusing, but I just found that amusing. I just thought to myself, why would they do that? <laughs> why would he say that and why would they do that? And it wasn't as divisive as I thought it would be. There aren't as many quote tweets on it, you know, because when something like that comes out, Yankee fans tend to pounce, and there weren't as many Yankee fans pouncing on that. So I was kind of surprised, because I didn't see it for almost a full day. And then I noticed it and thought to myself, what is this? So yeah, I was kind of shocked that there weren't as many people having the same reaction as me. Because again, mid-September... So to recap, Aaron Judge had an incredible 2022. He was incredible offensively, incredible defensively, just unbelievable. The walk year of dreams, really. It's the kind of walk year that every Major League Baseball player wishes to have. Obviously, it would have been better if he did better in the playoffs, but he did not. And what are you going to do? It just, it's just the way it went for him. But he was amazing, and the Yankees need to keep him. They really do, because um, Yankee fans will not be able to handle the Yankees losing Aaron Judge. And you have some of the cool kids who are like, oh, yeah, no, the Yankees can... You know, if he doesn't want to sign with the Yankees, let him go somewhere else. The Yankees will plug someone in. Who are you plugging in to replace Aaron Judge? Let me know. I need to know who you think can replace Aaron Judge in the Yankees lineup, in the Yankees outfield, in the clubhouse. I need to know because I don't agree at all. So up next, meaning the next episode... We're going to be talking about the Yankees' best pitcher in 2022. You know who I'm talking about. He has a mustache. It's not that hard to figure out who I will be talking about on Thursday's show. And it's going to be a good one because he had a great year and it's going to be fun to talk about him and his performances. And it'll be the same thing. What went right? What went wrong? Not much went wrong for this pitcher. Thank goodness, because if it wasn't for him, the Yankees would have been in deep stuff without him. So look for that tomorrow. Again, go to YouTube, click on the community tab, take the poll, or go to Twitter and go to Locked on Yankees and take the poll. And let me know what time of day you would prefer to see the episodes go up. Again, it's we're in the off season. And 
We're still doing five days a week until around Christmas time. So there's going to be a lot of content for you. And I would like to put it out when you want me to put it out and what would be more convenient for your eyes if you're watching me on YouTube and your ears if you're listening to me in a truck, in a car, wherever. So that's it for this episode of Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Remember, you can listen to the show in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. Again, hit the thumbs up button on YouTube. Click the bell so you know when our videos go live. And thank you for making Locked On Yankees your first listen today. For your second listen, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. One more thing, if you could be so kind, please rate the podcast and spread the word about this podcast to your fellow Yankee fans. We would really appreciate it. So enjoy your Wednesday, and I will talk to you all tomorrow.